0: You're listening to the Kilcullen Diary Podcasts, stories in sound from a village grown bigger. Hello, I'm Brian Byrne. It's Thursday, 1st of October 2020. On this day in 1869, the first official postcards were issued in Vienna by the Austro-Hungarian Post Office. By the end of the year, more than 3 million had been posted. In today's internet terms, that would be described as going viral. And there is a correlation, because just like internet innovations such as Facebook, Snapchat and Instagram, postcards were seized on as a cheap and relatively fast form of communication between people far away from each other. Unlike letters which needed thought and consideration, and therefore time to produce, a penny postcard just required the scribbling of a message an address and a lower price stamp and it was done. Sure, such messages were open to view by all concerned with the carrying and delivery of the cards, but they were not for the sending of intimate or private thoughts, just like social media today. Before those official Austria post office cards, individuals had produced postcards of their own. A hand-painted design on a card posted by London writer Theodore Hook to himself in 1840 is the first known mailed picture postcard. With a penny black stamp on it, the card sold for £31,750 sterling in 2002. Cards with advertising messages were produced and posted by companies in the US from the mid-1800s and a Philadelphia printer, John P. Charlton, patented a private postal card with a decorated border in 1861. Back in Europe, when the Franco-Prussian War broke out in 1870, the German side issued what were then known as postals cards to its soldiers, so they could send messages home cheaply. Over the next four years, more than 22 other countries joined the postals revolution. After the first Congress of the General Postal Union in Bern, Switzerland in 1874, it became possible to send postcards internationally. Those early postals didn't have pictures. The address was on one side, the message on the other. But by 1889, souvenir cards showing the new Eiffel Tower in Paris kicked off what would later be termed the Golden Age of Postcards. In 1902, the Divided Back postcard, which allowed messages and address on the same side, was introduced in Britain. Printing technology, special post rates and a new craze for collecting postcards meant that in 1905 an estimated 7 billion cards were mailed worldwide. In Ireland, Dublin photographic publisher William Lawrence gained a whole new profitable business line after 1902 when the Irish Postal Service allowed picture postcards to be sent. Some 40,000 of his original glass plates of scenes of Ireland are an extraordinary heritage of Irish life from 1870 to 1914. With the invention of the Kodak camera in 1903, it became possible for amateur photographers to make their own postcards. The First World War disrupted the postcard trend, and after the conflict, the increased use of the telephone took over much of the communications aspect of the card. Tellingly from a social point of view, postcards became known as the poor man's telephone. Publishers shifted the emphasis to illustrate scenery, fashion and humour. In the 1930s, an American printer, Kurt Teach, produced cheap postcards illustrating various aspects of American life. The glossy photochrome finished postcards that we still know today became popular after World War II. On this side of the Atlantic, with the availability of fast and affordable travel by train in Britain, seaside excursions and holidays generated a souvenir postcard industry all of its own. The saucy cartoon-style versions developed in the 1930s, but in the 1950s they became the target of a crackdown by a conservative government bothered by the apparent decline of morals in Britain. They were revived in the 1960s as a sort of art form and are still a staple of the postcard business at seaside resorts in Britain today. The postcard business now is very much limited to tourism and travel, and even here the digital technologies available in our phones have made the postcard something mainly used by the older traveller. Generally, they're scenes of sights and attractions of wherever place they're sold. But using old postcards to research history is still very important, and collecting postcards is a big business. Like the Lawrence Collection in Ireland, they preserve literal snapshots of life at particular times. They hold the views of natural landscapes which are often no longer there. They depict celebrations, disasters, political movements. They show the physical and social worlds of their own time. Many collections have been digitized by libraries and other institutions so we can all access them. I never collected postcards. I'm not even good at sending them. Though my work over the decades has brought me to very many countries, I've not been in the habit of buying them even for memories. I'm of the digital age, the very fragile digital age, in which most pictures and visual memories never make it to the still most practical archival medium, paper and card. I wonder what future family and historians will have to remember us. I'm Brian Byrne. This is Kilcullen Diary.